Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. so weird because we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Because we had to do a bunch of episodes at once because I'm going out of town. Yeah, you're gone. You're in Europe. So I didn't want to bring my Zoom recorder. That's a nightmare. It's like eight hours ahead. I'm like, are you awake? Yeah, the doing this, it was, look, I we for a long time have done them like the week before to keep them fresh. Keep them fresh. Guys, so the next few episodes, they they're, don't they're in a time capsule. It's fine. Don't even tell them. It doesn't <laughs> affect the amount of bridesmaids advice that no. I give. Um, but I had to get up so early this morning to go to the farmer's market with Noah. I never go because he like, up until I met him, I thought, yeah, farmer's market. That's where you like walk to get like a coffee and a peach and maybe flowers for yourself. No, he like brings his bags. He's got a cart, like his little like. NPR cart. It's not NPR, but like those are the kind of people that have those. Yeah. And he like has a pass so he can get it early and he gets his knife sharpened and he buys sustainable meat and fish and like really works it. And I had to go with him because he he hurt his back and I didn't want him like lifting melons. Oh. So like the pregnant wife <laughs> went along and I'm just caring. I mean, he was carrying stuff too, but I just like went. I was just like, and you can't sample anything. Like the vibe is different. Plus, it was early on, like, Hollywood Boulevard, oh. which is such a rough hang. Hollywood Boulevard, if you ever visit here, don't go to Hollywood Boulevard. No. That's, I was driving down it this morning. I was like, there isn't even anything remotely close to what Hollywood is. Like, it's no. just a bunch of, like, pizza places and shitty sneaker stores. There's no culture there. Like, Hollywood and Highland, like, there's a movie theater and, like, an H&M. I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's not Times Square. It's not nice. But walking back, it was just like one dude was in just a thong and he had like an earring that had like two pills. Like it was like he had taken like a blister pack from a pill pack and like made an earring out of it to be like, I love drugs. Oh but he was God. just in a thong walking in boots. And I was just like, that doesn't like that's a San Francisco or New York thing. Like you don't see that as like a lot in L.A. Yeah. But I was like, I guess you're right. Do, do you ever there. go to that one that's on the other side of like if you go up Laurel Canyon? And it's where that no. little coffee place is. Because this one's better. Yeah. You just know it's like, this is the Hollywood Farmer's Market. It's, it's anyway, so I went and then it's like, I guess I should. And I drank an orange juice, got mad, like stinging heartburn. From the like, orange juice? Yeah, it was all I had. It was just like acid and vitamin C on your, and you, and you get on your tam-tam. Anyway. Things are hard sleeping. for you. Things are hard for Noah. Poor guy hurt his back. So Ugh. don't but add him. Do you have your big melons now? I got my big melons. That's good. And a bra from Third Love to hold them. Kick it. Hey there. Parental decision question. My my now 18-year-old daughter, then 16 and a half. What was then? Like in the question, bought tickets for she and I to see someone we both love. Was it me? Was it in a pandemic? <laughs> Enter pandemic. Show gets pushed slash rescheduled a few times. Now it's set to be mid-November, but she's away as a college freshman. Is it technically doable? Yes. Is it a good idea since she'll have a three-hour drive each way to get there and probably miss class the next morning? Probably not. Totally. Am I a, a crap mom for suggesting we cancel? Yeah. Okay. It's your show, by the way. <laughs> also, I should have done the hi everyone thing, right? Sorry. Hi all. Stay well. That's not a question. So the question is, here's the thing. I mean, 
let's pretend it's not your show. Oh, Emily, you're going to say don't go. Well, I had tickets for me and my mom to see Mandy Moore in Los Angeles. And then the pandemic, like she was going to fly out and we were going to go okay. together. And then the pandemic happened and then I got moved. And then I was like, I can't risk my mom flying and getting COVID. But the like, daughter's not just, flying. She's driving. Have an honest conversation with the daughter. Like, I what are you know. thinking? Do you still want to do this? You, know what? you bought it two and a half I years. I can't tell you what to do. These pushes, people like low key are like a little hostile toward me as if I'm like, move the shows around. Watch the peasants run this is because of the people yeah this is because people don't believe in science i can't i can't do a show if a venue won't let me i think a lot of people think it's an artist because they're used to like diva moves like i don't i don't want to go on stage or i'm gonna be like no Tianfu. every time a show is moved 99.99 percent of the time it is like a force majeure thing yes it, i think like once i've moved something because of a movie but that's it so but i will say this i remember not wanting to go on a trip with my mom when I was in my 20s because I was like, I got to stay in LA. What if the industry calls? The industry didn't call. Nothing happened. And what I do remember was that cruise. What I do remember is like taking time to like go with my mom somewhere. She'll make up the class. Yeah, if it's if it's something, if she's like a good kid, then she'll figure it I out. Say. She'll do the homework ahead of time or, or she'll she get the wanna, notes. And I mean, it's one, it's a three hour drive. So that's what, like you, it's to a, an Look, overnight. Like if whatever. she wants to go, go. But Tell you what, people come from farther. Yeah. Including me. But it is important to say like, I know, but I think we have to keep explaining to people that you are not moving these shows. It's not like a chess game I'm playing. Except for like you're giving birth and have to move those shows. But that like the 18 COVID moves have nothing. Or like you have a show that there was flooding in the venue. Like you can't do anything about that. Talent was set. Right. Talent was ready. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, and I say this all the time, when you come to a show and it starts late, it's because of you people. <laughs> I am there. But it's never on a whim. You never are just never. like, I don't feel like Ever. doing this. It is always something out of your control. And you know what? The venues often do a really shitty job. Of announcing it. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they put it on the artist. Like, I'm the one on the front lines who has to eat shit. Or yeah. like, like, I agreed to do a show recently in LA and they billed me incorrectly and I backed out because they had falsely advertised it. Yeah. And I told them immediately and they never took it down and people had bought tickets and they wouldn't give them refunds. And I got in the DMs and I was like, this is bad business and a bad look. And then yeah. they fixed it. So, but the only person that gets in trouble is me. And it's like, right. folks, I'm an artist. I want people to enjoy art. I'm You're not, not doing to- this for fun. You're not getting to, ke- it's not like some big scam where you get to keep the money. You never see that money. That's the other thing. <laughs> I can show you emails. They're like, this person want a refund. I'm like, give them the refund. Yeah. Always give people the refund. If somebody is holding on to your money, you take it up with the ticket company mm-hmm. or the venue. Yeah. And if you bought your tickets from some weird offshore Bahamian gambling third party site, yeah. that is on you. Yeah. That's our PSA. Thank you. Okay. Can't wait to see you at Northrop. One week. So this will. <laughs> I'm actually going with my BFF. That's my question. At 36, I got divorced. Yay. After 10 years of living as a kept woman, all of my friends. That's great got backburnered, and we always did things with his friends, I'm ashamed to say. I was a shadow of the strong woman I was. Owning it, I let it happen. Now, finding me again, I've realized I have two girlfriends and one I consider my BFF. I don't think anyone considers me their ride or die after my bad behavior for a decade. Is it okay to not have a reciprocal BFF relationship? Should I be doing more? I feel silly to have to ask, but how do you know when you are another girl's bestie? Full disclosure, I'm a wildland firefighter and I'm only now at my elder millennial stage in life embracing female relationships as I was always more comfortable as one of the guys. I'm also relatively busy and successful working a ton and have two boys to raise. I guess I'm a late bloomer in the sisterhood. The BFF I'm coming with to Northrop has been a friend since we were born in a small, is MN Maine? Minnesota. Minnesota town, four days apart. Emmy. All right, you didn't. I got. I had to show that I did know. Quick, what's MA? Massachusetts. Quick, what's MI? Michigan. <laughs> Quick, what's MO? Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Montana is. MT. Yes. Ah. Good work. We are both thrilled to be coming, and whether she considers me her BFF perhaps doesn't matter. Thanks, love the podcast. I still randomly laugh when I see. Trolls ads, thinking of ear crystals and nearly crying while laughing. No offense, Emily, that's a rough diagnosis, I'm sure. Thanks, and see you in the Twin Cities. No offense, Emily, that's a rough made-up diagnosis you gave yourself. For <laughs> my ear crystals. Okay. Ew. My ear crystals. That's like <laughs> Ren Simbi had the nose goblins. <laughs> um, 
it's always weird when you're like, and this is my best friend. They're like, I'm not your best friend. Uh, <laughs> Does that happen a lot? I don't know. There's always like, sometimes I say it. I'm like, I wonder if Michelle thinks this. I think she just started saying it. Say it back. Um, <laughs> the truth is you are owning it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I was, but it's on them if they want to keep being friends with you. And it mm -hmm. shouldn't be you constantly trying to make up for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You were living your life. You're growing. And part of being like in the sisterhood is understanding that about you don't owe anyone anything. So that's all there is to it. You don't have to make it up. You know, you make up skipping a lunch with someone, but you just let it happen. You'll make other friends. That's it. Friendship should be easy. Yeah. It shouldn't cause you any stress. And that's it. And the older you get, the more you realize like you're going to get friends out of convenience. And you probably would have lost a bunch of those friends anyway, mm -hmm. being married to or whatever. So you owned it. If people want to come back, great. But you're not, it's not a fun friendship for you to like always feel guilty and bad. And that's shitty if they even let you feel that way. Yeah. So I think if you have an honest conversation with them about like, look, I am trying to change, but you don't need to do it. You don't have to constantly be trying no. to make something up to them. No. And I think, I don't know, people structure their friendships differently. Like I don't, I hang out with my friends individually. I don't cross them over. I don't let the streams the cross. Is. They're just asked like, how do you know if someone else like thinks you're their BFF? It doesn't matter. And We're adults. You don't need yeah. a best friend. You're not getting bracelets made. The more time spent, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although whoever says it first is a loser. <laughs> I get confused because I always think that Michelle is your best friend just because it's like the person that you've known longest but sometimes you yeah. hear out your best friend and say something and I'm like that's not Michelle and you're like yeah it's Jody. and it's, I'm like that's not what I thought it's a tie between Jody, Greg and Michelle yeah and they're all very different like bring very different very things. different and are part of very different like aspects of your life yeah I can't talk to Michelle about show business because she like I don't even think owns a TV it's great when your best friend's a, a comedian right right <laughs> so she doesn't have to see you like sometimes when I'm trying to live my life oh and I'm scrolling through Amazon Prime has you on the homepage and oh Netflix god there's no on the way homepage. I'm on it and then there's a much. crank yankers commercial and I'm like let me live you're gonna miss me when you're gone <laughs> and we you still talk turd. every week on this podcast you're welcome free you know how many people would pay for this experience <laughs> to talk to you like 10 <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp it happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. 
And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza. I love you like crazy and I've looked up to you since high school. See? <laughs> Thank you for all that you do. My question is, and I think this is a girl based on the name, how do I make my romantic intentions clear to a girl without freaking her out or making her think I'm weird? I'm a very awkward person. I'm not sure how to do this kind of stuff. LOL. I don't know because I don't know if you're a boy or a girl. I think this is a girl. Why? Because her name is a girl mm-hmm. name and she's got a heart. Mm-hmm. in her thing. So that's probably mm-hmm. a girl. Boys don't tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know about uh, lesbian. Well, I just think being honest is always a good way to go. I think it's, I think we've had similar questions where it's like, and I want to let her know. And if she wants to keep being friends, it's not a problem, but it is a problem for you because you're sexually attracted to someone. Mm-hmm. But why torture yourself? You know, and like, you're saying you're awkward. Like you can pick up on cues. Like, if is the other first of all is the other girl a lesbian or bi or anything other than straight because there is that thing where it's like hey do you want to grab a drink like totally which i would do with a girlfriend but if i was with a boy i'd be like yeah i do versus you know like do they want to spend like that little bit of extra time with you Mm -hmm. i need to know what side of the sexuality spectrum they're on right okay so let's say because by the way people get so upset about like, we're born this way. This is how you are if you're gay. And it's like, and if someone's straight, like we have to respect that. Yeah. This thing where it's like, I turn them gay. And it's like, okay, if I'm straight, please let me be. <laughs> please. Yeah, but okay, let's assume that you, you're you a person who likes another person who likes the gender that you are, you are. okay? And you're let's awkward. Okay. I mean, I think it's really at Write that point. Write it on a note. Yeah. Send a cat holding a note that, and she'd be like, you can keep the cat if the answer is no. <laughs> Wait, if it's no, you should get your cat back. It's not her cat. She's got a cat. Oh. It's like a gift. <laughs> like you would present to a princess. <laughs> You're going to have to do some sleuthing or do the old school fourth grade thing. Ask a friend to ask them, do you yeah. think this person? Or just if you're awkward, just be like straight up honest. Like, hey, do you want to go out on a date? And then like to the point quick. And then that, that's not quick. creepy. Write it out. And if they're saying no, just be like, I All had right. to take a shot. If you like, you might lose the friend because that's uncomfortable. Yeah. But in five years, it won't have mattered or you'll be married. Mm-hmm. So, or you'll be the best, best mess mate at their wedding. Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. Or do the like hang out and then like try to touch their pinky. And if they don't move their pinky, it either means they're straight and you're just another girl touching her pinky or she wants to touch your pinky. Pinky. Yes, I know I'm that pink. Oh, what? No. Don't look at me. <laughs> Hi, Liza, Emily, Tianfu, and the little baby nugget. Congratulations on your pregnancy, by the way. Thank you so much. No one has said that. <laughs> so here's the sitch. My husband and I got married in 2020 and had to modify the wedding because of COVID. We had a teeny tiny wedding. <laughs> Everyone respected our decisions except for one. We asked to have an unplugged ceremony and nothing posted on social media. We had a professional photographer and we didn't need anybody else's grainy ass photos plastered everywhere. Fair, fair. We had a short and sweet ceremony and a quick reception, primarily a meal. Everything went well considering the situation. That evening, my husband's family member posted a bunch of photos on social media anyway after my husband already told him not to. I told him to please remove it and it was inappropriate for him to do so despite the clear instructions. He then went on a tangent and enumerated everything he did for us and the wedding. 
uh, and then in parentheses, barely anything and nobody asked and told me that I'm ungrateful. Is he trying to like build his business? Like, look how I arranged the tables. <laughs> Hire Ed, the table man. We haven't spoken since then. And I have no desire to. My husband is upset also. However, the interaction was not between them. So my husband wants the family members to come to, the family member to come to his own senses and handle it. My husband also thinks a long time has passed and maybe I should let it go. I don't like this family member to begin with and this just added fuel to the fire. Whose family is it? His. Oh. I have no problem excommunicating this individual. However, I do feel bad that my husband is stuck in the middle. My question is, do I have to forgive this person who has made zero effort in the past year and a half or is it valid to not give a fuck about the person? Both. Mm. There. I mean, you're. are you going to see this person at your next holiday gathering? You know, I think when you do see this person, if you're just like, hey, Carl, he'll be like, hey, Annie. Like, I think you could just move on from this. Um, I think your feelings are valid. If you'd like to have a sit down and be like, hey, before we get together for Christmas with Pip Hop, I just want to clear the air. We were upset about this, but I don't want this to be like, I'd like to move past it. Because the truth is, what's the problem is less that he posted pictures. It's not like you're Beyonce. And you like these are like leaked photos, and I don't know why you didn't want them posted. I get I don't know, that maybe you, she wanted to share her nice quality photos. I hear that, and you still can't like nobody's gonna remember those. Nobody cares about what he posted. Mm. Truly, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the things posted online are just completely expendable. Nobody actually cares. So if you can remove yourself from that, yeah. I think the bigger issue is that rather than him showing any contrition, he was like, "You're ungrateful. Look yeah. at all these things I did." Maybe hear him out. Like, maybe he did do something that you don't know about. I'm just saying, like, you don't, what if you don't, if, if it's completely insane, maybe you just start treating him like that fully insane person and you just tolerate him for the sake of the family. There's yeah. nothing to be done. It's just so rude. It's so rude. I mean, but again, weddings bring out the worst in people. They really do. Yeah. And here you go. You know, you want all these lengths to make a tiny ceremony with tiny corn and tiny bowls of soup and little chairs, tiny, tiny. And he blew it up in a big way. So in the future, you'll know, like, I just don't want this person. You can tolerate him. It yeah. doesn't seem like something worth blowing it up over, especially just pictures. Because he'll make it like you're being, because it's a man and you're a girl, he'll make it like, she's just being a diva. Are those little corns corn? I actually don't know. You know it's what I'm not, talking it's about? It's not actual corn. Like, it's not what corn is right. before it becomes corn. But I think it's its own thing. Like a cornichon even though it was never going to be a full pickle. I think right. it was always going to be a little pickle. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like how Tianfu is never going to be like a full-grown German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Eliza. Emily Snowpeach, Smoky Husky with the cold soup and grazy. So funny. Just a question for Eliza about Tianfu. Is there anything in specific that you did or have been doing to help her get used to being around people? Yes. I have the same issue with my mini boxer mix. Any suggestions? Thank you guys for making my drives to work so much better. I It's great that you asked that. Because look, I'm not a dog trainer. I'm not a dog expert. I'm not even a dog lover as much as I just love my dog and any other chubby dog. Yeah. Even though she's not chubby. Um, I was told when other people bring their dogs over to have the dogs meet in a neutral space. I know you asked about people, <laughs> not dogs. Um, meeting in a neutral space, like having her meet someone outside mm -hmm. for the first time outside the house versus in her space in the house helps. Mm -hmm. And consistency, like, look, it's Hunter. Like now she loves Hunter. Yes. When he comes over, she loves Greg. She loves Erica. She was very weird about men, but I think it just takes time. And constantly somebody comes over, they give her a treat. They give her her toy, like not forcing anything. This is almost two years I've had her now. Mm -hmm. And she's just now getting to a place where she'll growl a little, but like isn't hiding. It, it just takes time. There are some people that she just doesn't like and I don't understand it. She doesn't like our contractor's dad. <laughs> the only one. But like, and like our, the contractor's so nice they're, and they're, they're so sweet with her. And they're, she's just like, they have, <sighs> they have little yippy dogs at home. And I think now it's like a bit because she comes up with her toy and just, I think the <laughs> growling, because her tail's always wagging. Anyway, Oh, that's it. Patience, always showing kindness, never forcing anything. And the people that come over play with her. Yeah. Once you throw her toy, she's like, oh, great. Yeah. She may not be the most loving toward you, but she gets over it. So, and consistency, the same people. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting there. <laughs> she's getting there. She's just baby. Uh, another. Sweet meat breath. <laughs> another dog question. And they asked, they said, this doesn't have to be a pod question, but what I think it can be. be. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's, well, it's like a sad question, but it's like, okay. 
What did Eliza do after Blanche passed <gasps> where she had friends slash fam come over? I think there was an aspect of gifting toys, etc. Oh. I was having a hard time remembering. Yesterday, our pup passed away and she had so many toys. Ooh. I wanted to do something similar because when she talked about it, it made me feel like it was putting positivity back into the world during such a dark time. Okay. So we, in the Jewish religion, you sit Shiva, right? Uh, it's not dissimilar to a wake in that it's nothing like a wake, but it is like a way of honoring the dead and remembering them. So we sat Shiva for this dog. I didn't like cover the mirrors or like tear my clothes, which you do in the Jewish religion. Right. Um, it was basically like a little reception I had at my house and we had some food and people brought stuff and I put out, I mean, it's Blanche and it's my career. So we've had so much stuff. I kept like all the artwork I put out. I made it really lovely and it was very healing. I put out all the beautiful artwork, all the pictures of her. I put her little collar on a table with a candle next to a picture, the way you would someone that had passed, something nice of theirs. Um, and I laid out, washed and clean all of her toys and all of her belongings and invited friends over. And I said, please take something either to remember her by or t- for your dog. Mm-hmm. Or if you volunteer at a shelter or something, take these things. And people did, and they still, like, wear them or have their, like, they'll text me and be like, hey, look, my dog's with her favorite toy from Blanche. Because there's no reason to throw that stuff out. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if we donated any of it because I think everybody took everything. Do you remember? Uh, I donated certain things just because. Like, bigger items, maybe? I think there were just um, all of the clothes. I think we donated. There were certain things before you before you decided to do the. Like who's going through like a hurricane relief, like Red Cross? <laughs> They're like, I need a bikini for my dog. Before you decided to do the, like having people over come, come over and take stuff. The first plan was you were kind of like, can you get rid of some of the stuff? There's just so much of her stuff in the some house. Of, I didn't want to see it. Like I didn't, didn't wanna... really want to see her bed. Yeah. Or her, like if we had a crate from when we first got her or something. Yeah. So we donated we that We donated stuff. that. But because other dogs can use that. Any shelter yeah. will, you know, make sure it's clean. But it was really healing to have people come over and like to put out stuff and honor her and have people, or maybe this, I mean, she was a dog that was like a little person, very special to people, mm. but people brought snacks, they brought juice, they brought coffee. Like it was a nice, sweet thing. And mm-hmm. it was just nice to be surrounded by all the people who loved her. Yeah. So you, you could give that a try. Yeah. Unless you had like a dog that no, like never left the closet. And it just well, like bit everyone. And maybe it's like if you have, you know, you had so many toys, you know, so if you don't toys. have that many, maybe it's like you have friends who have dogs and you gift them the toys on behalf of your dog. Yes. Like, you know, I want like. People shouldn't be precious about it. Like it's a dog toy. It's not for yeah. kids. And then donate the rest. Do not throw it away. There's no reason. No. Yeah. Under my foot. Of course she is. I need- I am a nurse, just like everyone else, apparently, who listens to your podcast. I guess we just have good taste. Mm. COVID is getting really real again. My hospital is filling up with sick patients, and there are not enough nurses to care for these people. My predicament is that of, is that of many nurses right now. Do I stay and work this job where admin clearly doesn't care enough about the safety of patients or working conditions of their staff? Because I know if I quit or change jobs, I'm contributing to the short staffing. Or do I quit because the job is overwhelming me and I feel like all I do is work and recover from work, never really spend days doing things I enjoy? I know this is not just me right now and all healthcare staff are feeling this way. I definitely got into nursing to help people, but I feel right now it's costing my own happiness. That's right. I can't tell you what to do because I didn't take, do nurses take a Hippocratic oath? They must. (laughs) And I don't, I'm not beholden to the same rules and morals and standards and promises. That being said- Nobody, when they got into nursing in particular, you know, you didn't sign up to be a doctor dealing with like bomb victims or lepers somewhere far away. Like you're a nurse here in the States, maybe Canada, probably Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, You sign up to help people and make them feel good and do what was necessary. But this, what this has turned into at this point, I really believe, and I'm saying this now, I'm being mad, we're taking advantage of our medical staff in this country. Yeah. And the people who you are treating, I'd like to think that they're vaccinated and it's just, it happened and they caught COVID just like we all did. But the amount of people who are deliberately not getting vaccinated and then you're sacrificing so much, it's tough because you didn't really sign up for this and you definitely are entitled to a break. Yeah. And people are worn out. And we have this obsession in America with like everyone needs to work all the time. 
I don't, I wouldn't blame you. And if anyone did, you should cut them out of your life. If you're just like, I need less hours or I need this week off Mm -hmm. because when does it end? Right. Burning yourself out doesn't solve the short staffing problem. Yeah. And so it's also hard when you see the people, like, did you, there were all these photos that I saw of people that were waiting outside clinics and the the hospitals were full of people that had taken, overdosed on ivermectin, the horse, the horse drug. And so people who had gunshot wounds, there weren't beds for them because people were in there like, pooping their brains out because they took horse medicine. You know, it's- Should be a Yelp rating for patients. Like, is this something you could have helped? No, come on in. Yeah. Is this something that you totally could have prevented? Like fireworks going off in your eye? Right, so it's like you're trying to help people that sometimes aren't even helping themselves. And I can't even imagine how disillusioned you are with humanity right now. So yeah, it's hard for me to, I mean, it's always easy for me to comment, but like, um, it's also such a thankless job already. Mm-hmm. It isn't as if work, by the way, at, when the pandemic first started, it was like, oh my God, like free breakfast for our healthcare workers. We're clapping for them We're clapping night. for them. And I had a friend that was, that's like a, a registered nurse in New York. And she's like, this makes me feel so good. But now we're going on two years and people just expect that you'll be there. And I don't blame you for being like, I'm fucking done for now. Yeah. Because you're not going to get on the other side of this, first of all, because there is no other side, new variants all the time. Uh, and you're going to like get a promotion to like Supreme Nurse or you'll get that raise or people will remember what you did. You're just one in a billion trying to make a chip, like a dent in the difference. And it's kind of, I wouldn't, I would liken it to like our fights for environmentalism. Like I bring my own water bottle. I don't use a plastic straw. I don't use a plastic work. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter because enough people don't do it. Yeah. And enough companies don't care. Yeah. So- you only live once and uh, dig deep and maybe start by cutting back. Maybe you need some, like you need your weekends off or you need Mondays off. Mm-hmm. Try with that. Mm-hmm. But dude, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't be the one person stopping somewhere from being short staffed. And it's by the just- way, this is not taking away from nurses. It's not like you're signed up to be like a surgeon and you're like, oh, I get to do open heart surgery all day, every day. My favorite thing. Like, At this point, probably a lot of what you're doing is like this, like just getting a bedpan, checking someone in. Like you're probably doing several types of nursing jobs, both that are above your pay grade and below your pay grade. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, this is not what I got into it for. Yeah. And people are taking advantage. I don't blame you. Maybe if less people went to work, (sighs) more people would take it seriously. I don't fucking know. No. no I don't know. It's, yeah. You killing yourself over this will have meant nothing. So you Uh -uh. may as well- do the best you the best be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Jenny.lin.z I'm Jennifer, 31, from Michigan. A lot Am of, I? <laughs> a lot of big things have happened in my life recently, which should make me super happy and excited, like buying my first house and being in love with it. 
but I've found that I'm struggling with anxiety and my history with an eating disorder. I recently lost way too much weight that is concerning my doctors, and I've relapsed again into my eating disorder habits. I used to be a very confident woman and not care how thin I was, and I've lost that somehow. My question comes from how much I admire Eliza and her comfort and confidence in her body and appearance. I want to know where she harnesses that inner confidence because I truly want to be happy, healthy, and okay with how I look and not have to feel I need to be stick thin like the irrational view of self-beauty I have. Help. I am not a psychiatrist. I can't, I don't, I'm, I don't really know anything about eating disorders. So I don't want to be like, I just take a deep breath and I just go with it. And people right. always ask me about my confidence. I think it's just something that's imbued into you from a young age, whether it's my parents or the education I had, or just the fact that I, from a very young age, realized most people are stupid and don't know what's going on. I also think an ideal body type is an unattainable one, mm -hmm. but there comes a point where you're just like, I'm never going to be taller. My thighs can never be stick thin. Like it's just not the way that I'm made. And I don't really have the willpower to try to do that. Right. And it's not a fun life. I don't subscribe to the like, eat all the pasta, enjoy your life. Like you want to eat and feel good. It, I think it's normal to be like, oh, I feel a little weird today. But at the end of the day, like, it's all about how, God, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's hard because you're like somebody who has disordered eating or body dysmorphia or anything. It's like they're, the mindset is very different from your mindset. Like yeah. it's not you, your confidence can't be, they can't just, somebody can't just hear like, oh, like you're beautiful. Like yes. be confident. It's not going to work. That it's a very different. I can't different tell you. What I can tell you is that there's always going to be an unrealistic expectation. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be people who look better than you always, no matter mm -hmm. how great you look. And there's, there's always a Giselle Bündchen. And then there's always going to be people who you look better than, which is probably most people. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't even begin to like diagnose or try to do anything with an eating disorder because it's so out of my realm. But most people take comfort in this little one. For the most part, it doesn't actually matter. If you're morbidly obese, I get that. But like, you know, 10 pounds here or there, society actually doesn't care. Like when mm. you get off of Instagram and when you like actually find clothes that you like, like I'll never be able to wear like G-star white denim jeans because yeah. they're made for like a Japanese 13-year-old boy. Like whatever. That's not my body type. Yeah. And there's always going to be things. I always harp on the thing that I can't wear versus the things that I can. And that's yeah. just part of being a woman. So find the things that you're great at wearing find the brand that you like and just know that you're killing yourself over it, but nobody actually cares. M guys don't care. No guy has, and I get that I have a great body and I work out. A lot of it is genetics, but like most men just want a normal girl. They don't want what is the media is telling you to be. Right. You're be we've all been brainwashed. And while you work with a, a doctor, a psychiatrist or whatever on your, on your mental health, I think it's also interesting and to most know. Most girls don't care. No, that more and more now you're seeing like there are accounts that are dedicated to like Instagram versus reality. And you see yeah. how different like what you're seeing online is from how people actually look like how much like even the most gorgeous people are photoshopped. And if you looked at their face up close, yeah. it's not good. I look but at my face all the time. I'm like, what happened? Here's what you should do. Honestly. Oh God, where was I just recently when I was looking at the underwear line through the girl's dress. What fucking state was I in? Where did I go recently? I, I was somewhere. LA has probably the harshest standard in yes. the world for perfection, body image, all this stuff. And I always take comfort in the fact that I'm like, I'm not a model. Like I, I'm great looking for a comedian, but like as actresses go like, okay, like no one, I'm not like walking in like, oh my God, mm -hmm. what is that face? Yeah. And I'm okay with that because it's not my job. Yeah. You know, I, I've got other skills. So, um, God, I was somewhere and you don't realize the amount of brainwashing. So this is, this is my weird roundabout advice. I was somewhere mm -hmm. in another state and the woman in front of me, oh, I know where I was. I was in Las Vegas mm -hmm. and we were like sitting at a restaurant. I was watching all these girls walk by and they're all like dressed up, but you could see their underwear lines, which I get. It's like this anti-feminine thing. Like, let me wear my underwear. But I would never do that. I would never wear big girl panties with a tight dress. They were wearing like brown clogs with black dresses. They were just unpolished. But the truth is they just look like people do in the rest of the country. 
just not LA, Mm -hmm. the LA standard. So my advice to you is come to LA, get a taste for this impossible standard, then go home and realize (laughs) you're doing okay. Or honestly, just go out and see like what the other like warthogs around you look like and realize that the standard is not set as high as you think it is. Well, and I just, there was this interview with Manny Jacinto, who is this like gorgeous guy on that show, The Good Place. Like he's stunning. And everybody talks about how hot he is. And there's constant like pictures of him online, just like GQ shoots where it's like, this is the hottest guy in the world. And he did this interview and he's like, I never thought of myself as hot. I don't think of myself as hot now because I'm Asian American and we were always told that we are not attractive and that does not fit into the white beauty standards of Hollywood. And people are like, how does this guy not know that he's like stunning, but that's what he's been told his whole life. And he is gorgeous. And he is just now because he got on this show being told how gorgeous he is. It's just now that people are like, oh, Asians can be attractive. Like it was never a thing in Hollywood. Because you didn't see For sure. Yeah. I'm saying- I understand that too, because I am a white blonde person and Mm. I never felt that bad, but I also never, I didn't grow up like, oh my God, you should be a model. I I was never called hot. Mm. I got along fine. I had boyfriends. Like I felt whatever. Having boobs really does help. But, and then I became a comic and all of a sudden, and it was a way to like take it away from me. They'd be like, well, she's hot. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. Not hot enough to like make dating easier in high school or be homecoming queen. but hot enough that you can write off my act. Right. Because most comics forever were like not good looking. Now it's a little bit more normalized. Like there's most women that do comedy are pretty good looking. (laughs) Pretty good looking, yeah. But it was really offensive because as a woman, you're supposed to be humbled and like hate yourself. And then some guy is supposed to be like, you know what? You really are beautiful. And we're not allowed to find that for ourselves. But it really did suck because for me, it was always to my detriment. Right. Where guys be like, and you're so hot. You're like, I, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I, I clean up. I'm, I'm a normal looking girl. So it will mess with you. Um, Fake it till you make it does work. It's like if you have confidence in how you're interacting with other people, that is attractive at the end of the day. Like even if you don't feel that self-confident, if you seem like you are, it's like that can make a world of difference. Standing up straight and smiling. Well, people get very work. scared. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. But it's great that you're even questioning it. Yeah. Yes, you bought a house? Good for you. A, a house that she loves? Good That's amazing. Get cozy. Yeah. Stay in your those, house. Get, chill. Get some of those velvet pumpkins, but don't put them on a low surface or else your dog will get them. I don't know why you thought they could be there. For a second, I could have my dream. No, you have a dog. <laughs> She's my dream. She is. Just today. Actually, my dream is that I, Blanche never died, but Tom was great. <laughs> Blanche lived forever. But then Tamfo would be somewhere bad. If I told you how I categorize the two, Blanche is like the I'm the guy in this situation. Uh-huh. I'm very fluid. Is uh-huh. the guy that I'm the girl that I met when we were like 17. Uh-huh. We both went to Wellesley we, or like some like East Coast school. And she was with me all through medical school, uh-huh. all through my English professorship. Like we're both doctors uh-huh. of English. I dropped out of medical school. Uh-huh. And we're both like tenured professors. And she died. You're so bored with this. And no, she I- died young. Like we had right. our kids and everything. And she died at like 50. Uh-huh. So dad's new girlfriend is this like really young, hot Chinese girl. And she's and she's really sweet. Yeah. And just really pretty. She'll never be your mother, but she makes me really happy. <laughs> oh, no. And she's like not that bright, but she's, she's, she's like cool. She's very pretty. She's so good to me. Yeah. And I'm old, probably she, Jewish and white. And she's, she follows you everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't want to be old in my, in my tenure. Oh, no. Timmy, baby. Do we have, a, we have an update? To the wedding where the hut, the fiance's entire like mother, father, brother wouldn't get vaccinated. Yes, to come to the, the Italian wedding. one. Yes, the Italian job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for addressing my question. Update: Now his entire immediate family will not be attending our brother, including his vaccinated. Will not be attending our wedding, including his vaccinated brother, who was his best man. About two yes. weeks ago, my fiance received a screaming phone call from his mother about how it was her Wait, body. An Italian mother was screaming? That's weird. Her body, so her choice, and how he's not respecting her decision. She ended the phone call telling him that he is not her son and don't ever call her again. <gasps> he then received berating phone calls and text messages from his two brothers claiming that he is a bad guy because he allegedly lied and said that our venue was requiring the all-vaccinated policy. He didn't. I was there and heard the calls. 
His mother's siblings and their respective families will still be attending our wedding. And moving forward, I'm just taking his lead and we're accepting yeah. the fact that these people may never be involved in our lives again. My family has rallied around us, more specifically him, more than ever before, which means oh. the most to me because it shows that they're accepting him as a true member of our family. As he, long as he converts. He even sent a final email to his mom explaining that he loves her so much and that's why he wants her to be vaccinated since she's more medically compromised, breast cancer and asthma. Oh my God. No response as expected, but he wanted to take the high road and make a last ditch effort. You know what? He's a good guy. Also, I was going to explain to her, you are respecting her body, her choices. She is not respecting your body, your choices. Right. Not respecting her body would be forcing her at six weeks when you hear a heartbeat to get that vaccine. Yeah. Um, so that's not respecting. You're respecting her choice. She is not respecting your choice because she's like, I just want to come out everywhere and sneeze all over everyone and put all my hands in the meat pies. I'm typhoid Mary. That sucks. That sucks. I, I think you did the right thing. I really do. Yeah. She'd be putting everyone else at risk. Uh, his family sounds deeply stupid. I wonder why that one brother got vaccinated who now also is boycotting the wedding. Like, so why did he get vaccinated? People are not right and they're all sheep and uh, you did the right thing. He did the right thing. And the mom's probably going to die of COVID. To be willing to cut off your family because they want you to be vaccinated. Even if you think the vaccine vaccine is bad, like it's so insane. It's so insane. I'm sorry. It happens Ugh. all the time. People are like, deep. it's basically a cult at this point. Yeah. Deep into their weird religion and they, you know, and you, you'll you lose her to that or she'll come back around. Yeah. But uh, good for you for for taking his lead and supporting him. Yeah. And um, I, I bet the siblings come around on it quicker than the mom. Yeah. Oof. So weird how hard it is to reach people. I guess we just all walk around assuming people are smart and we forget that they're really bad looking girl in Michigan. Most people are ugly and and very stupid. I wonder like what is happening in terms, you know, I feel like growing up, you know, you had to get certain vaccines to go to school. That was always a thing. But, and there would always be like one weird mom that's yes. like, my kid's exempt. But nobody cut their family out over it. Like it's, su- it's such like anarchy, end of the world stuff that people are like, I won't get this and we're done. And you're like, what is happening to everybody? I wonder too if, you probably can't talk to them. I'm be like, what if you have COVID that day and you give it to everyone? They're like, well, you're vaccinated. And it's like, but you're not. Right. You can still give it's it. Like, it's still unpleasant. Or it's like, I think COVID's a hoax. It's just a flu or my body will fight it. <laughs> yeah, so your body, my body fought it, but it sucked. And like Emily, like she can't, can't taste most taste food now. good foods. And if you're Italian, you may as well kill yourself. Yeah. So. Ugh. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, Team Ask Eliza. Thank you for bringing me some joy during what seems to be a never-ending dumpster fire. I know Emily will probably read this in that desperate pleading voice that will make me sound like a whiny, crazy person, but I swear I'm completely chill. What's the voice? Is this your regular voice? Is that just my voice? Oh, man, she doesn't do voices, so... uh, (laughs) I just have the voice of a whiny, crazy person. (laughs) My very good close friend had a kid a few years ago. From the beginning, she was a precocious little lass... On top of that, her parents, mostly the mom, is a strong feminist who wants to raise her to be the she's not bossy, she's a boss, strong, independent, girl power, blah, blah, blah. 
On paper, this is great. But in reality, the kid's a bitch. This translates to the parents never saying no to her, spoiling her, and expecting others to do the same. I love them, but damn, they're annoying. Oof. I'm handling this by just seeing them way less. Yeah. So, what's my question? What do you think about all this from the single childless not laughing about chocolate cake all over her jeans side versus the proud feminist extroverted mom side? Thank you. Yeah, that is so tough because I think mothering is one of the most critiqued jobs on the planet by people who don't have the, I guess, background to critique that. That being said, I weirdly side with you on this one. Because there's, oh, your kid's just, you know, expressing himself and like there's, oh, your kid's being a mongrel. Or that's the best version of the kid. And the mom was like, you're going to be, you are going to be good when we go see Auntie Macy. And you are going to, and this is like the kid showing restraint. Um, I think all you can do is just see them less. Because the mom will never be okay with you being like, uh, your kid just like ripped my shirt in half. He just took chocolate cake and smeared it into my jeans. Like if they thought that was cool, they're not going to accept you being like, hey, tell your kid no No. sometimes. That, That mom to me represents, you know, I'm a socially liberal person and I believe that we critique women way too much, but that mom represents like kind of the reason I don't like going to the Hollywood farmer's market and kind of why I'm afraid to like do things with other moms because you get those women that are so like I'm close for feedback, but like so unaware of their children and how they're reacting because all they care about is the kid and not preparing the kid for society that it just becomes an uncomfortable situation. So you you also have the right as a single childless woman, let's say that was your... I don't know if that's a choice or you're waiting to have kids or whatever, but you have a right to enjoy not having to deal with other people's children. That is one of the benefits of not having kids. I don't have to hear your kids screaming. I don't have to change your kid's diaper. You will either have plenty of that in your life or you've opted out of it. Yeah. So one of the perks is you don't have to deal with it and you probably will never be able to say anything but I think what you did is right. You see them less. Yeah, and you as a strong, independent woman should be able to tell someone, get your cakey little hands off of me, off of my I body. I like the mom would be like, don't speak to her that way. Yeah. Whatever. Or the mom is trying something. I don't know the mom, but I do know that you all you have control over in the situation mm-hmm. is the time that you spend. Yep. That's it. Uh, what do you think if the mom does eventually go like, why are we seeing you less? Like, did I do something wrong? Do you be honest or do you... So rough. I don't think so because she doesn't seem like the kind of person who is emotionally intelligent enough. Yeah. Yeah. To understand that feedback. Yeah. I would like to think that if a friend said like, I don't see you because we go out, you make me feel, you make me feel is different than this is what's happening. Yeah. Like you make me feel insecure. It's like, okay, well, fuck you. Like I didn't do that. Right. I don't, I actually don't think you say anything. I think you got it. Yeah. And it's and yeah. until she comes to you and is like, no one wants to hang out with my child anymore. And you'd be like, well. Also, you're only really getting like, you don't know what the kid's like at home. And you're only getting one side of the story. I have a friend who has like a little kid and she complains about the kid a lot. It's like mm-hmm. a toddler. And I always have to remember, like, she's venting to me. Like, that's not what the kid is. Right. Right. I'm just saying, like, you don't have the full side. But the truth is, if being around the kid is miserable and the mom's not parenting her. Yeah. Get out of there. You don't, Yeah, you don't deserve to have your shit ruined. <laughs> yeah. My husband. I would like to see what other people think of that. But I'm- the way you're describing that woman, she sounds like a, like totally obtuse. Yeah, it's. It's tough. You know me. I'm the first to be like, leave the mom alone. Don't criticize women. But when it leaks into being pleasurable for you. It's it's really tough because it's like in this case, probably in another situation, like, yes, you would say something. But because this is a a group that is targeted so much, it's like just leave it alone. Let me also give you one more piece of perspective that I'm not sure if it's perspective as much as something that just happened to me recently. Uh, I was with a friend and she had a nanny with her. And we were all in a room with no sound absorption. And I'm talking to the friend, talking to the friend and the kid who I love is so cute was making really, like was not screaming, but just like really loud, endless noises. Yeah. And we're trying to have a conversation. It was kind of important. And it's like piercing. And it was like all, it's like a bathroom. Yeah. And the nanny's just sitting there. And I, not being rude, I just, I turned to the nanny and I said, excuse me, can you take her out of the room? And she goes, oh, like it didn't even occur to the nanny she does. And my friend, I looked, I go, I'm sorry. 
I was like, I just, I couldn't hear myself think. And the friend goes, sorry, I don't even notice it anymore. Oh. And she felt bad. I was like, please don't feel bad. I go, but you're paying this woman. So I just asked her to do what I would ask my nanny to do. Yeah. That's what the nanny is there for, to make your life easier. But I thought it was interesting. There was no malintent. My friend was just like, I, I'm, I'm so used to it. I don't notice it. So there is the version where the mom is unaware of how shitty the kid's behavior is because the kid is like that all the time, which of course is her fault. But on the off chance, like there's a very small chance that she'd be like, oh my God, I didn't realize she was being such a... No, it sounds like she's like, no, she's a strong woman. I hope she rubs her cake on everybody. When Tianfu barks a lot, I get irritated, but I also will let it go for quite some time. My husband has a female friend that he lived with when we first got together. She's a lesbian, so I never had an issue with them living together or thought it was weird. The only issue I ever had with her is she would get mad if I was busy when she was having a party and couldn't come or would yell at my then boyfriend for stupid shit when they lived together. Since getting married, things have gotten worse. She was my husband's best woman at our wedding, signed our marriage license, etc., but will say my name wrong when talking to him if I'm not around. She also also likes to remind me that they lived together longer than we have and has known him longer. That's so weird. The most recent issue was that she invited him to go out of town with her and her girlfriend, but blatantly excluded me from the trip. She doesn't I, like you. I brought it up to my husband and told him it made me uncomfortable and disrespected that she would do that. Ever since he discussed that with her and told her she needed to be more respectful towards me as his wife, she will rarely talk to him and is very standoffish. I never wanted their friendship to end. I just wanted her to not try to push me away from him or make me feel like the odd man out. We've been together three and a half years and married for almost a year. So it's not like I'm some random girl he just met and married out of the blue. How do I help mend the relationship between no, the two without bowing down and letting her walk over me? Yeah. Also love the podcast, love your specials, love seeing you in Oklahoma City a couple of years ago. Okay, that was a great show. Here's the truth. You took away her plus one. Mm-hmm. you took away the closest thing she had to a real relationship, okay? Because I doubt she's in one now. Lesbians- well, she has a, the girlfriend that, her and her girlfriend invited her, the husband on a trip, but not like the she's still, wife. She's, she's being like a very territorial, yeah. like strong lesbian. And I think lesbians get, like they hold on to stuff forever. Like the joke is like they meet and they move in immediately, whatever. Um, she sees you as a beta- and she's walking all over you. It's not your job to mend their friendship. And quite frankly, like you're married now, friendships change, they shift. You're going to have to stand up for yourself because she does not respect you. She sees you as, and like, I get this to an extent, like she sees you as like her best friend's wife. She doesn't see you as a friend. She hasn't embraced you into the group. And maybe she doesn't like you. Maybe she doesn't think you're cool or doesn't think you're strong. What matters is your relationship with your husband. And she's being super territorial and you're going to have to step up and step to her or you're going to have to be okay with it fizzing out. Uh-huh. But oftentimes people like that respond well. Like it might be combative, but like don't expect you to stand up and be like, do you have a problem with me? And don't even be like, don't say things like, I feel like you just put out those facts. Like you be tough right back. And you just be like, I think you don't like me. I think you like put her on the defensive and let her explain herself. Be like, here are the actions that you've done and I have no way to interpret them other than you just don't want me around. That's yeah. what that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean- See, Mispronouncing your name is so disrespectful and it shows that like she doesn't really consider you. She thinks you're a joke. It, it, if the, if that's like what ruins their friendship, like you don't need to salvage exactly. it. No, you you definitely don't need to salvage it in any way, shape, or form, she signed your marriage death certificate because she was doing it for him. Everything's because of him. Yeah. You're the wife. The way it should work is like you two have become really good friends Mm -hmm. and you can all hang out. So she doesn't like that you're on her territory, but he is not hers anymore. Yeah. So you either need to claim that and have a come to Jesus with her or just let it fizzle out. Yeah. And also, where's the version where your husband's like, hey- like, this is my wife. Like, you got to be cool. Right. Why are you being like this? It's always like the husband, like, I don't know. Like, that's, he should feel protective of you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, that's my hot take. 
that is. <laughs> I bet you she'll back down after that. She'll be like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Like, show her that you have a backbone. I also am. Or you don't like this person and you don't care if they're friends. Why is the husband, like, why has this just been sliding? Like, why is it, Why are you having to be like, hey, man, it's not cool when she does that stuff. And he's like, oh, like, what's going the on there? I don't know. I don't know why guys can't just like, he should be embarrassed. If somebody did that, uh, some guy was like, yeah, no, uh, Alyssa, Eliza, your wife's kind of, he'd be like, I don't want to hang out with this person anymore. Yeah. Unless you're just like the wife and he doesn't consider you like a friend like he does this woman. Right. It is weird that this woman has a girlfriend and is like, hey, Steve, do you want to come on our trip with us? But not your wife. Like, what do you, what is, why? That being said, look, that being said, I don't know you, so you can't take offense to this. I've definitely had that, those fair share of friends, male and female, where I'm friends with them. And I'm just like, Ugh, maybe don't bring that husband of yours. Ugh, maybe don't bring that random girlfriend. Once they're married, though, you just kind of suck it up and they're usually not bad, but- I've also had friends where he meets a great girl. I'm like, finally, someone to make you more of a person. Let's all hang out. Yeah. So she sounds really immature. Yeah. Or you're a wet noodle. Yeah. Wet noodle. <laughs> Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. <sighs> My top of the cob is so simple, uh-huh. but I've indulged in this two days in a row now. A really good croissant, not one that was like sitting at like a yum yum donuts. Uh-huh. A really good fresh, like flaky, perfect croissant dipped in coffee. Yeah. In like a latte. <laughs> so gotta, you have to have milk. It can't just be like hot black acidic coffee. Right. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. I love an almond croissant, like a great one. Uh-huh. I've had two. I've compared them recently. Uh-huh. All these different ways to do it. And it is, it's just delicious. Emily just showed me a picture of There's, it. It's a video of a cockatoo of a eating, a eating a croissant. <laughs> the best croissant I've had in LA was at this coffee shop that was in the, like, the bottom floor of a company I worked at. And it was, like, the smallest. Like, it only had a walk-up window. Mm. And these croissants were so good. The place, like, isn't in business anymore. And it's really sad. I'm just pretending that that's an isolated story and we're on a date. And, like, that's the story. <laughs> I think about it. The most information people give you is... Relevant, but totally useless. And like, I always think about like, like, all right, cool. Well, this date's going great. <laughs> bottom side, they have one walk-up window and they're closed now. Bye. But it was a good croissant. Tasty. Uh, I, my top of the cob is I got to hang out with some cats that actually like me. Well, one of them does. Your unter- your opener, Hunter, has two perfect cats. They're beautiful, expensive cats. They're beautiful, beautiful cats. And one of them will hop right up in your arms like a little baby. And I felt so loved. And then I go home and I'm like, Gracie, please look at me. Yeah, I don't know. You're in an abusive relationship with your cat. <laughs> Non-committal, only committed to abusing you. <laughs> relationship. My bottom of the cob is, these are such minor things, but that's really what the segment's about. Yeah. Um, we went to a really nice breakfast place this morning. It's like a, a famous place in LA, I guess. I don't know. Not an LA place, but it's it's mm-hmm. expensive. Okay. It's expensive for what it is. And you're just like, what did I just spend? And he, Noah got a salad and he was like, it was really bad. Like it was like, they just, something was up this morning. Like the line was super long. Like it felt like they were short staffed. And here you get like an $18 salad. Whoops, yeah. a daisy. And he's like, it's like, they just, he's like, I couldn't eat it. It was like, they just, dumped lime juice on it. Yeah. And he kind of started theorizing about why the chef had done it a certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's that thing where at a nice place, it can go one of two ways. And there's that like LA, like you're lucky to be here. Like we do this every day. Mm-hmm. It's hard to return something or to just swap it out because the waiter's going to treat you or the whatever, the cashier's going to treat you like you're an asshole. Like, like you're lying. If you're like, hi, because you never want to be like, by the way, I'm a chef, which he would never do. No. But if you return, you're like, I'm sorry, there's so much lime on this. They'll just be like, that's the way we make it. I mean, that's what you ordered. Yeah. I feel like we live in a, and most people are wrong. Like most people be like, this ranch tastes like ranch. I didn't want ranch when I said ranch. Most people are unqualified. And my husband and I were talking about this and I think his dad had this idea which I think I've had independently, there should be Yelp ratings for customers. Mm. So that when I go up and, and ask for something different or quote unquote complain, you can look at my history to be like, no, she's super reasonable. Yeah. She, you know, tips 25%. She patronizes this place versus like always want something for free. Yeah. I think that it should go two ways because I hate being treated. If you call an airline, they treat you like a criminal. They're like, yeah. mm, we don't think that's what's happening. You're like, well, it is. 
Yeah. So fuck you. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that once you've paid, it's like, well, nice job, sucker. Eat mm. this bowl of turds. <laughs> what were we thinking? I don't know. That was your your choice. I offered you a morning bun. I know. My bottom of the cob is on the show Law & Order SVU, which I love. They finally added some more diversity to the show, and it was really exciting. They had this great character, Detective Kat Tamine, who I adore, played by this actress, Jamie Gray Hyder, who Ketamine? I think is so cool. Ketamine? Kat Tamine. Ketamine? And she's like cool. Yeah. And like she's like Middle Eastern. Right. And so it's just a different vibe. And it's not just the same eight old white people that, that I love those eight old white people, but it's like relax. Something a little different. Is and Ice Tea on that show? Yeah, but he never says anything or does anything anymore. So. They just fired the new uh, black DA and they fired her. I mean, not fired, but got rid of. And she s- stated she did not quit and would not have chosen to leave. So they added this new blood two seasons ago. And we're like, no, let's go back to doing the same thing we've been doing. And I'm so mad about it because I was so excited about this change. And now they're taking it from me. Oh, and it yes. seems so stupid. Consider the bulk of the demographic is old, weird white people. <sighs> hear ya. I hear ya. That's, that's it. That's it. And that's it, folks. Yeah, I need to say before I press stop on this recording, you just lit a candle and put the match on your tongue. I'm back you at punk rock. <laughs> what? Okay. Wanna make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.